0: You, 36 minutes past one o'clock, and you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Meir, on this Wednesday afternoon. So let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. We're talking about the superwoman syndrome, and you've probably guessed from the title itself what it's about. Um, the superwoman syndrome is basically a, a phenomenon we're seeing um, many people, uh, and many women all around the world trying to achieve. And that includes being a good mother, being a good boss, being a good employee, being a good daughter and maybe being a good wife and so on and so forth and there's definitely a lot uh, involved there so what are some of the impacts this is having on our mental health and how should we be coping to mull over this big topic we are joined on the line by Benita Perch who's a naturopathic physician from IMI the integrated health clinic welcome to the program Benita and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon
1: Thank you, and thank you very much for having me.
0: So perhaps uh, let's back up a little bit and maybe have you expand a little bit more about your thoughts on the superwoman syndrome. Uh, how would you explain it? How, how would you describe it?
1: So basically what I was noticing more and more in the last couple of years in the clinic is I was treating women who are brilliant. These are people who are incredibly high achievers. Um but they were getting to a point in their lives where they were just feeling burnt out by trying to do everything so well. And it's because so much is expected on females, you know, especially women who work, but also women that don't work what's expected of them at home in the sense of to be great achievers at work, um, you know, to be great moms and, you know, pin interest and perfect birthday parties. Um to, you know, to then also exactly to be good wives and good members of families. You know, parents have expectations, your husband has expectations on you. And then, you know, also to try and keep up some level of social life. And then on top of that, you need to be eating well and exercising. So where do you fit in any time to just be, right? And this is what I was starting to see is women who were ticking all the boxes and doing wonderfully but then they were coming in to see me because they're having hormone issues they're having they can't sleep they're having insomnia they're depressed they're anxious they've got gut issues and it's because their bodies were just you know getting to a point where it was like enough enough is enough i can't do it all
0: yeah.
1: and what's very interesting with women too is women especially high achieving women are incredibly hard on themselves so there was the stress coming from the outside world but then a lot of the stress coming from internally as well so very interesting,
0: Benita. Where, where is this pressure coming from? Is it coming from ourselves, or is it coming from society? I even I want to pin the blame on social media a bit because when you see other people doing it, or you kind of think, "Gosh, am I not sure. enough? Am I not doing enough?" I mean, where is this pressure coming from?
1: I think it's. A, I think it's coming from in all the directions. I think you know, there's the expectations at work, especially because of technology nowadays. That. They aren't the boundaries that we used to have, where work was from nine to five, and then you—that was it—until you arrived the next day. With technology now, people are almost expected to be on twenty-four hours a day. I, I can't tell you how many mums I treat—you know—may go home early. They finish their day at five, they have dinner with their kids, they put them to bed, and then they're back online working between eight and eleven. Yeah. So that's their evenings, right? So I think that—I think technology is a massive piece, um, and I think at some point you know, the corporate world's got to really start thinking about boundaries and the fact that it's burning people out. I think yeah, agreed. Social media um, exposure, seeing what everyone else is doing, so there's a lot more pressure. And then I just think naturally successful people, especially successful women, tend to be perfectionists and very, very hard on themselves as well. So there's the external pressure, but then there's the internal pressure as well to do really well in everything that they do.
0: And and what sorts of effects are we seeing? You, you mentioned a few of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. I mean, c- can the stress be manifesting itself into something more physical, like you Definitely. were explaining? Yeah. And
1: I would say majority of the time, interestingly, like, you know, sometimes people come in to see me because they're feeling stressed and anxious. But majority of the time, it's a physical symptom that brings them in. Mm-hmm. But then if you, when you start talking, you realize Majority of it is is anxiety. So often, the first thing I will see is a lot of people starting to have sleep issues. Insomnia is a big one to begin with, where they're having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. Um, fatigue, you know, I'm just not, I'm exhausted. Um, hormonal stuff, heavy period, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, um, really bad PMS or, or regular periods as well. Um, thyroid is a big one with women. I see a lot of women with um, Hashimoto's, the autoimmune condition, or just the thyroid going out of whack because of chronic stress, the digestive system, because you know the the whole link between the the brain and the gut is so intricate. So a lot of people are coming in with what we call IBS, which I don't like that term, but gut issues, um, which definitely have an underlying piece in stress. And that's just sort of the tip of the iceberg of some of the things I see on a daily basis.
0: Oh, gosh, memories are coming back. I, I remember about two <laughs> two years ago after I had my first child, I remember I used to get these stomach cramps before mm-hmm. every sort of live show. And looking back, I think it was really sort of the stress of of doing uh, interviews, pre-recorded interviews, going out mm-hmm. to do interviews and then trying to fit in uh, pumping uh, yeah. sessions in between. Totally. I remember feeling like, oh, when am I going to have Just 20 minutes to sit down, twice during my workday to express. And that would just manifest itself into a sore sore tummy every day. Yeah. Wow. So maybe that's what it was. Stress. Stress, definitely.
1: (laughs) And also the thing is when you're more stressed, um, if you are sensitive to like food or food intolerances, um, you tend to become more inflamed more easily when you stress so the things like that will be more emphasized when you're stressed out and even like good gut bacteria they're little receptors so cortisol when you produce more cortisol it targets the good bacteria to almost be killed off which allows some of the bad bacteria in the yeast to overgrow so you end up with like a dysbiosis in the gut but the underlying cause is actually stress possibly to begin with and then Dietary, and then you are making poor dietary choices when you stress because you are going to go for the stuff that makes you feel better, which is the sugar and the, yes. you know the refined carbs and the fried food, then is worse for the gut. So it's kind of like a vicious cycle sometimes that you can get into.
0: Yeah. So how should we be managing this? I mean, wh- where should we start? Should we start by prioritizing cutting back? But then again, where do you start to to, to prioritize? I mean, right. uh, yeah. How, how do you start, and how do how should we manage?
1: So the way. I've seen it, and which is where I often um, sort of help with my patients and sort of when I speak to corporates is often, you know, it's not possible to change the way we're living right now because that's not that's often not a possibility. You can't go part-time working. You can't cut down your hours. You can't give away your children. You know, this is the reality. So it's what can you do in your day to make sure that you're becoming more balanced and you're becoming more optimal. So, you know, if you think of things like you can start to sort of even integrate some mindfulness activities or simple meditation in your day, even if it's 10 minutes, or just pausing in your day to stop when you do get a stressful email or are having a stressful moment to breathe for five minutes. Something simple like that can make a big difference. And also being mindful in your activities. So when you eat, you're actually eating and you're mindful of eating. When you're with your kids, you put your phone away. And you're mindful. Just little things like that, like sort of being present where you are in each, each moment of your day can take away a lot of the stress because you're not trying to be all over the place. There's a lot of kind of supplement pieces as well, like that I get my patients to do, sort of B vitamins, magnesium, um, certain herbs like lavender and oats that help to nourish the nervous system, and then herbs like ashwagandha and rhodiola and. Siberian ginseng that really help um, the body to cope better with stress. They would be called adaptogenic herbs. Um, And those really help people start to feel a lot better. You're just sort of helping to support the system, Um, reaching out to people. So I often get encourage, you know, my female patients especially, like have dinner with your friends once a week if you can. Like prioritize a little bit of time. Me time. of Of me time and things that just, you know, help you because just a night out with your friends where you can kind of talk about stuff and have that feeling of community does a massive boost for the immune system and the mental health um the other big one which people totally take away from which is so essential is sleep we actually need eight hours of sleep and from some of the really good research it's finding that you know like the hours between nine and twelve is when we get most of our restorative sleep and then three to six six or seven, we get our REM sleep, which is good for mental health. So if you're cutting out two hours on either end, which a lot of people are only sleeping six hours a night, you're massively taking away um, things that you need. But a lot of women do that because it's only really like between 10 and 12 at night that they get any time to do stuff for themselves. But that's in the long run is going to have a massive impact on health. It all adds up. Yeah.
0: It all adds up. And what about this notion of sort of delegating? Now, I've got girlfriends <laughs> who, who will always prefer to, to do the shopping themselves and, and, and to take totally. the kids, um, you know, to the doctors themselves. And then, you know, why don't you let your husband do it or, do you it. know, ask family members to help out? Is some woman almost feel like, well, um, it's all right. I'll, I'll do it and, and they'll just bear the burden. I mean, how should we train ourselves? It's okay Absolutely. to, to <laughs> pass the, it's, it's, it's
1: okay. <laughs> the, the, the one statement I always go, it's, okay to be okay. <laughs> you know, exactly. like I've accepted, and I, I often talk about it in my, with my staff as well. Because a lot of my management staff is females, and I'm like, you know, eighty percent is pretty good, guys. Like, it's okay to be okay. Like, everything doesn't need to be perfect. The way I help a lot of people with that is I use a lot of homeopathy in my practice as well, yes.
0: um,
1: and I just help people to shift the perspective a little bit. Um, that you don't need to be perfect, that you don't need to do it all, that it's okay to ask for help. Um, and that actually sometimes people, especially a lot of, I think, men often feel like they don't even know how to help because they never ask for help. But if you kind of start to include them, and it does, it does really help. And in Hong Kong, we're very lucky because we do have help. Um, and trusting that help and knowing, And again, it's okay. Like if someone does something slightly different to the way you might want to do it, it's learning to accept that that's okay. Um, Because if you try and do it all, you are going to burn out.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And and that's such a good way of, of looking at things. You know, just because somebody else does it differently to how you do it, it that's fine. Not everything yeah. has to be done your exact same way. I same mean, way. mankind have survived in multiple ways of, of doing things, of cooking, of cleaning. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be your okay. way. But it's funny how, you know, sometimes, and I'm guilty of it, I'm set in my own ways. I think the other day, totally. I sent my husband to get a can of tuna and he got the wrong one. And I was like, oh, how can you not realize that this is not the brand we eat, <laughs> but, but you know, and to him, tuna is tuna. It doesn't it's matter. Tuna. Totally. <laughs> and you know, I think that sort of shaved a few totally. years, <laughs> added a few few hours of stress in my life, <laughs> and it wasn't life. necessary. Totally. Yeah. Um. Apart from sleep, what other illnesses? Tummy aches is one that you you often see. What other uh, common symptoms should we be uh, noticing about ourselves that could stem from stress?
1: Um. I think like. Being tired all the time is a big one that I notice. Um, The hormonal stuff, as I said, is another big one that I notice a lot. Um, A lot of allergies as well. You wouldn't think that allergies and eczema and all that is related to stress, but often when the immune system, when the when the stress system goes out of balance, the immune system goes out of balance. So that's another big area that I see that chronic that starts to affect in chronic stress is people are getting sick a lot. So if you're starting to notice I'm sick like every three or four weeks, every time my kid comes home with a bag, I get sick. That's another sign that your body is probably not as strong as it should be. Um and then chronic allergies, chronic eczema, I see a lot of that with my patients. So they they notice that.
0: My eczema flares when I'm stressed. Yeah. You know? So gosh, yes. And my psoriasis flares when, 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 when I'm stress. stressed. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. So- Yeah. Well, Benita, uh, let's chat another time again. Remind our Mm -hmm. listeners once again how they can find out more about you and your work. Have you got a website where people can visit and find out more about your work? So
1: I practice um, at IMI, which is Integrated Medical Institute, which is a practice in Central. um, And we have sort of an array of sort of integrated practitioners. And then also IMI also has a corporate wellness program where we kind of bring these ideas. And we've got a series of talks where we bring them into
0: the corporate environment as well. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time uh, this week. Until next time, and that's uh, Benita uh, Benita Perch uh, from IMI Integrated Medical uh, Medicine Institute. Thank you so much for your time this week.
1: Thank you, and thank you for having me.